Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred word of the Bible, and each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast. It is Wednesday. It is Wednesday, October the 10th, 2023. Hope you guys are all doing well. Good morning, YouTube people, YouTube fam. People are starting to find it slowly. <laughs> so thank you for sharing it, uh, especially if you're listening to it on YouTube. Um, yeah. Thank you for getting the word out. I hope you guys are having a great week. We're continuing through our uh, reading through 2 Timothy. And so uh, today we're in 2 Timothy chapter 2. Um, yeah. Also began our new series through the book of Exodus on, at Bayside on Sundays. That's been fun. It's our first week. Um, yeah. So got journals that are going along with it. So getting people in the word and in their in daily time with God. So, yeah. Yeah. October 4th. Did I say October 3rd? My bad. Today is Wednesday, October the 4th, 2023. 10-4. It's 10 <laughs> 10-4. good buddy. Yeah. Thanks you guys for being on. We, uh, let's dive in. Let's see what the word has to say to us today. Good morning, Paula. Good morning, Lee. Great to have you guys on. Yeah, so glad you guys are up and at them, ready to dive in. Here we go. Uh, you know what we do? We read, we pray, we change the world. Yeah. Second Timothy chapter 2. You then, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Hmm. Be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. So the grace that is found in Christ Jesus. So lean into your lean, lean into that grace today. Uh, lean into the grace and and be strong because of that grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things you have heard me say in the presence of many witnesses entrust to reliable people who will also be qualified to teach others. So Paul here is saying to Timothy, uh, be a leader of leaders. Be a leader of leaders. Good morning, Etta. He's saying, the things that I've taught you, I want you to entrust them into reliable people who will also be qualified to teach others. So there's some, there's some qualifiers there, right? Like the things that you've heard, the things that you've been taught, um, entrust them to who? Just anybody? No, it says to reliable people. And what are reliable people? Reliable people are those people who will who are qualified to teach others. Now, that's not talking about an, some sort of academic credential or a uh, a credential by a religious body. That's saying that they um, they have the courage, they have the wisdom, they have the ability, um, and the wherewithal to share it with others. That they're gonna to <laughs> To use the words of Jesus, they're going to be disciples who will go make disciples. 
it's a worthy investment. So invest what I've taught you into those other leaders, those other people who will also uh, carry it on. And that's, you know, that's a great, that's a great lesson for anything where you want vision to be carried on. You invest the vision into people who are reliable, who can be vision carriers, um, who will go and carry the vision further to other people, to uh, people groups that you, you'll never touch. That's how the gospel spreads. One person shares it with another reliable person <laughs> who will actually take what they've heard and share it with another group of people that they don't even, that the, the first person doesn't even know. Disciples making disciples, leaders making leaders. Verse 3, join with me in suffering like a good soldier of Christ Jesus. Hmm. No one serving as a soldier gets entangled in civilian affairs, rather, but rather tries to please his commanding officer. Like, don't get distracted in things that don't matter. Um, civilian affairs would be, in this analogy, would be like the things not related to the kingdom of God, not related to the main thing. Don't get entangled in um, secondary issues. Um, but, but like a good soldier, you know, who's following the orders of his commanding officer, stay on the mission. Stay on the mission. Um, and that's that's so important for us as believers because it's so easy to, um, it's so easy to get distracted from the mission, right? It's so easy to like get caught up in other things and and uh, the mission uh, gets lost. Put on a little background music right there, just really real low, just a little background worship music, you know. If it's too loud, just let me know on YouTube. I'm just going to put a little background worship music in there. Yeah. If it's too loud. Holla at me. I can turn it down. Um, but yeah, Paul says, uh, like a good soldier, keep competing, man. Stay on the mission. Verse 5. Similarly, anyone who competes as an athlete does not receive the victor's crown except by competing according to the rules. Verse 6, the hardworking farmer should be the first to receive a share of the crops. Um, I like this little uh, trilogy here. of uh, he, uh, he, he illustrates with a soldier, an athlete, and a farmer. Um, with, the, with the soldier, he's highlighting our devotion to Jesus um, he's highlighting the, the importance of staying on the mission, staying focused on the mission, um, and um, not being distracted on things that don't matter. So that's why he highlights the illustration of the soldier. When it comes to the athlete, it's about um, finishing, competing, staying in the game, uh, going all the way to the end, uh, not stopping before the, the, the match is over. Um, it's that um, uh, grit. And for the farmer, it's hardworking, perseverance, right? The hardworking farmer is the person who 
Uh, good morning, Pastor Tim and Ann. Good morning. The hardworking farmer is the one who is is illustrating the importance of rising up early, you know, doing the work day in and day out, uh, knowing that down the road uh, it will reap a harvest. Um, but to being, it's the highlighting of being uh, highlight of being faithful, consistent, hardworking, head down, doing the job. Um, and so he highlights the those three: the soldier, the the athlete and the farmer to bring out different aspects of, uh, of our Christian faith. <laughs> yeah. Pastor Tim, you should know a thing or two about being a good soldier. Um, yeah. So verse seven, reflect on what I am saying for the Lord will give you insight into all this. I mean, I think it's, I think it's a good personal application, right? It's like, how can I personally be in my Christian faith, be uh, more like a good soldier. In my Christian faith, how can I be like a more like a good athlete in my faith? How can I be like a good, hardworking farmer in my faith? Um, a, a hardworking farmer doesn't look for immediate results, right? A hardworking farmer knows that it's going to take a lot of work to see a harvest. Now, they can expect to see a harvest, but it's going to take a lot of work to do it. And they don't expect to see a harvest without a lot of work. Um, the soldier, I mean, there's so many aspects to both of these. The soldier realizes what? I'm not in charge. <laughs> the command, I do what my commander tells me to do. I stay on mission. Uh, he, and so, you know, just that reminder that, you know, I'm not in charge. God is. Um, that athlete that trains, that uh, competes according to the rules. Um, having self-discipline and obedience and determination. So there's a lot of things there. Paul Paul's encouraging Timothy to reflect on these things. It's like, hey, Timothy, take these back to your uh, time with God and just reflect on them. Verse 8, remember Jesus Christ, raised from the dead, descended from David. This is my gospel, for which I am suffering even to the point um, suffering, even to the point of being chained like a criminal. There's a little little different turn there in Paul's wording, isn't it, in verse 8? Like, if you were just to hear those first few words, um, remember Jesus Christ, raised from the dead, descended from, you think, like, descended from Mary, descended from Adam, uh, descended from heaven, but it, it's a little bit of a twist. It uh, descended from David. So here he's talking about, I mean, it's true, right? It's descended from the line of David. So remember Jesus Christ raised from the dead, descended from David. So he was, he was he's a human being raised from the line of David, literally raised from the dead. This is my gospel for which I am suffering, even to the point, even to the point of being chained at like a criminal. Uh, I think the other obvious point Paul is making by tying it to David is the Jewish roots of Christianity, right? He's saying, "Yes, I'm preaching. Jesus has been raised from the dead. the the same G, the the very Jewish man that has that was the descendant of the line of David." Um, and so he's also showing the continuity with the Jewish faith that he's not he's not strictly speaking he's not preaching something radically uh, a radical departure from the Jewish faith. No, it's a fulfillment of the promises to Abraham, Moses, and David. 
but God's word is not chained. Oh, man, come on. He said, I'm being chained like a criminal, but don't make no mistake. God's, uh, the gospel is not chained. God's word is not chained. Therefore, I endure everything for the sake of the elect, that they too may obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. The elect, the people of God, basically the church, those who put their faith in Christ, those who have been saved. Paul says, I, I endure everything for the church. And remember, this is like the last thing, the last uh, book that Paul, that we have record of, right? In the New Testament, he's an old man, you know? He's an, he's an older man here. And he's saying, I endure everything for the church. I love the church. And um, I tell you, man, that's, uh, I've never met a mature Christian that doesn't love the church. I really haven't. Um mature believers, people, believers that are worth following, believers that are worth uh, modeling our lives after, learning from. Um, I've never met one like that who didn't also love the church. They were honest about the church's shortcomings, honest about the, maybe even being hurt by the church at times. I mean, you can't be in a community of faith, you can't be in a community where you're close and you do life together and not get hurt. I mean, that's what people do. I mean, it's just part of being human. But there's also healing and grace and mercy and redemption uh, in, the, in that same community. There's joy. And so, you know, Paul had been hurt by the church. Sure. He had, he'd had interpersonal conflicts. I mean, we know about uh, Paul and Barnabas had their, had their issues um, over John Mark. Um, but they found reconciliation. They found wholeness. They found um, they found uh, reconciliation, and so uh, Paul was a great advocate till the very end of the church. And every mature believer, every believer worth modeling one's life after, is the same way. A deep affection for the church, an appreciation. Um, yeah. Remember Jesus, uh, let's see, therefore I endure everything for the elect. All right, eternal glory. Next page. Verse 11. Here is a trustworthy saying, if we died with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we disown him, he will also disown us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot disown himself. Wow. Hmm. I, I love that. That last phrase is such a turn. It's like, it's sort of like um, e each of those are sort of reciprocal, right? Like, you do this and you get this. You do this, you do that, and you get this. But the last one doesn't follow that same sort of logic, right? So... If you died with him, you're going to also be raised with him. If you endure, you're also going to reign with him. If you, if we disown him, he will also disown us. It's like you know, sort of a, you know, this back and forth. And but the verse thirteen is different. If we are faithless, he's going to remain faithful. <laughs> Why? Because he cannot disown himself. So on that one, 
there's no variation with God. <laughs> God is going to be faithful, and he cannot deny himself. He cannot disown himself. Verse 14, keep reminding God's people of these things. Warn them before God against quarreling about words. It is of no value and only ruins those who listen. Who listen. Yeah, the constant arguing and bickering is, um, is of no value. Somebody needs to tell the government that. That's all they do is bicker, bicker, bicker. Hmm. Just voted out. Just voted out the Speaker of the House for the first time in history. Um, I told some friends, it's like I, I don't, regardless of how you, what you, whether you believe that was a good thing to do or not. It's not really the point of this. My thought is, it sometimes it just feels like. We are watching before our very eyes our country implode. It's sad, really. You just, sometimes you just sit back and you're like, we are, we are watching it implode. Um, the, the inability to, um, to compromise, the inability to um, show grace, the, 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 the anger and the the venom and the the pettiness, honestly, some of it, and the uh, I don't know. It you just sit back and like, wow, what is what is happening right before our eyes? And um, you wonder what's going to eventually turn it around. Uh, but yeah, it's just the uh, this you know quarreling about words, which is of no value. It only ruins those who listen. <laughs> Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved. A worker who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly handles the word of truth. Ooh, I love that. That's highlighted in my Bible, y'all. I don't know about you. Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved a worker who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly handles the word of truth. Wow, that's sort of that image of like, you know when the boss comes back and you know that you've done a good job and you like can't wait to see them because they're going to be so proud of the work that you've done. Like, hey, I can't wait to show you this happened and this happened and this is going on and that's going on. Look, look at all we've done. You can't wait. But then there's that other feeling like when you know you've been sloughing off all day and the boss comes back and you're like, oh, Hope he doesn't ask what we did today. <laughs> and so here, that same kind of feeling is like, do your best to present, live your life as a Christian, live your life in relationship with Jesus as one that is approved by God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly handles the word of truth, the Bible. We've got to correctly handle that word of truth. Um, and so, you know, what we're doing by reading the word and what you do and I do on our own is to further study and make sure we're interpreting it properly. That's important. Listening and um, studying the word of God is, is important. Um, avoid godless chatter because those who indulge in it will become more and more ungodly. Hmm. Their teaching will spread like gangrene. Woo. Hmm. Among them are Hymenaeus and Felicius, who have departed from the truth. They have departed 
they have departed. Uh, they say that the resurrection has already taken place, and they destroy the faith of some. Wow. That's a painful thing, man, when you see someone depart from the faith. You know, someone who starts, you know, just stepping away from their walk with Jesus. It's, uh, you know, um, it's a painful thing. And I know we have all, any of us who've walked with the Lord for any length of time have seen that. Um, and you know what you, what I've noticed, man, you probably too, is like, and it's not surprising. It actually makes perfect sense. They're not, they're not happy. Even if they're even even as they boast about how free and happy and joyful they are now that they are not, you know, they have departed from their Christian faith or roots. Mm, you can see right through it. They're trying so hard to convince themselves and others about how much joy they have, but their life and even the tone and uh, of their of their celebration, quote unquote celebration, seems hollow. Seems hollow. Um, nevertheless, God's solid fa- foundation stands firm. God is not shaken by people who depart from the faith. Wow. God's God's foundation isn't shaken. God's solid foundation stands firm, sealed with this inscription. The Lord knows those who are his. And everyone who confesses the name of the Lord must turn away from wickedness. Wow. Wow. There's this big conversation right now uh, going on with Andy Stanley and his church, and uh, he had a conference. I won't go into all that. It was related to the LBGTQ community, and there's a conversation. But anyway, it's not really related to that. What is related to what my thought with this is related to is in that conversation, it's about did Jesus draw circles or, or lines? Like, did it was Jesus about drawing circles to include people or lines in the sand about who was in and out. And I, I believe he did both. I mean, he drew circles, big circles. He included a lot of people. He included anybody. He included people who were from all over the place. But he did draw lines. He, draw, he drew lines between sheep and goats. He, those are on the left and those on the right. He, he, he did draw lines. Uh, you know, the... The uh, the the ten virgins. Some ran out of oil. That's not a circle. That's a line. You either had oil or you didn't. When the bridegroom returned, and so yes, Jesus was filled with grace. But he also, as Paul says right here, um, everyone must confess the name of the Lord. Must turn away from wickedness. There's also that. In a large house, there are articles not only of gold and silver, but of also wood and clay. Some are of special, for special purpose, and some are common use. Those who cleanse themselves from the latter must be instruments for special purposes, made holy, useful to the master, and prepared to do any good work. That's us, man. That's us. That's what a believer should be, verse 21. Uh, those who cleanse themselves from the latter will be instruments, were instruments for special purposes, made holy, useful to the master, and prepared to do any good work. Any good work he wants us to do. Verse 22, flee, flee the evil desires of youth and pursue righteousness. <laughs> Those evil desires of the youth, them youth today, you got to you flee them evil desires of the young people. <laughs> we all can relate, though, right? Like now we just, we just too tired for that craziness. <laughs> 
I mean, we got our own hangups, but we just too tired for some of that. Whew, I can't. People, too much. <laughs> um, he <laughs> flee the evil desires of youth and pursue righteousness. Uh, I'm sorry, I, I stopped mid sentence there. Pursue, pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace, along with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. Don't have anything to do with foolish and stupid art. Have you noticed Tim, uh, Paul says that over and over and over and over about stupid and foolish arguments over and over. Like don't like don't participate in the stupid and foolish arguments, the wives' tales, the myths, the, those who get caught up in words and all that, just wordsmithing and just tangents and you know it's just it's a distraction because you know they produce quarrels. If you do that, you're going to get in pointless fights. And the Lord's servant, oh, wow, here's one, guys, man. And the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but must be kind to everyone, able to teach, and not resentful. We can't be looking for fights all the time. Uh, Christians that are always mean and angry, they're not doing it right. That's not how we're supposed to be. We're not supposed to be always looking for a fight. We're not supposed to be always looking around trying to find someone else's error that we can point out and argue over and show how they're wrong. And they may be wrong, but it, that's, not the, that's not the attitude of a Christian. It's just to go, to go around looking for someone's error. No, that's the, wrong, that's the wrong spirit. The Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but must be kind to everyone, able to teach, and not resentful. So we should be willing to teach the gospel and, uh, and not resenting anything or anyone. Verse 25, opponents must be gently instructed, in the hope that God will grant them repentance, leading them to a knowledge of the truth, and that they will come to their senses and escape the trap of the devil who has taken them captive to do his will. Wow. So when we do find things that need to be corrected, Paul gives us some really great um, counsel here on how to approach it. Opponents, that is people who are teaching things that aren't proper or not are living in a way that is inconsistent with the gospel, they must be gently instructed in the hope, with a positive hope, right? With a hope for them, a hope that God will grant them repentance, leading them to a knowledge of the truth, and that they will come to their senses. They'll be saved. They'll be restored and escape the trap of the devil who has taken them captive to do his will. Wow. That was a great chapter. That is a great chapter in the Bible, isn't it? Man. So I hope you spend some time maybe going back and looking through some of the things that we read, but uh, we got to wrap up. Let's pray, y'all. Thanks so much for being on today. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for your holy word. Thank you for uh, the reminder that we should be uh, like a good soldier, like an athlete, like a hardworking farmer, Lord, as we live out our faith. Lord, that we should never be those looking to quarrel or fight, that we should not be those who are uh, looking to shame others. Lord, but let us, even when we find people who maybe are teaching or living inconsistent with your word, Lord, help us to do uh, those conversations and approach those loved ones with grace and mercy, and kindness, with hope. Um, Lord, thank you for loving us. Thank you for uh, being so faithful and good to us. I pray your blessing upon your people today. May you encourage and strengthen each and every one of them. Lord, thank you for this time together. We pray it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, God bless you guys. Thank you so much for being on. Good to see so many of you starting to find us on uh, YouTube. That's awesome. Good morning. You guys have a great day, Robin, Pastor Tim, Ann, Lee, Mom, Dad, um, Etta. You guys have a great day.
Those of you guys on the podcast, thanks so much for listening. You guys have a fantastic day. Thanks for liking, subscribing, and sharing this podcast. You have a fantastic day. Thank you for joining me on today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, take a minute to subscribe or comment or share it with your friends. You can find me, Pastor Terry, and Bayside Church on all social media platforms. You can find Bayside at Bayside Church SH. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.